Hey, Benson. Hey, Megan. How are you? I'm okay, but I say I'm okay, but I probably feel how you sound. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, hip, hip, hooray, uh, hoorah, flip the script, find the sunny side of the street. Um, but when I get realistic, I have to tell you that this is this last two and a half years and all of the the challenges are sometimes so overwhelming that I could barely stand it. I, uh, I I don't really like to discuss my health overly much. I, I do on my Facebook page just to help other people to process and, and to understand what it's like dealing with a disability or uh, in this case, um, long haul COVID. And I belong to a couple of long haul COVID support groups. Uh, which has been kind of amazing because when they first started uh, back in 2020, no one believed anything we were saying about what was happening in our bodies. My 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 doctor, when I told him that I was suddenly pissing pill bottle orange, um, said, "Well, this is this is a respiratory disease. It shouldn't have anything to do with your kidneys." And I said, "Dude, write it down." because I can guarantee you that every person who's having something similar is being told that it's a respiratory disease. So no one's tracking this. Anyway, you know, in the last day, uh, uh, nearly two years now, um, I've gotten to know a lot of the people in the community and we're there to support each other because having the long haul COVID and in my case, it's really um, impacted the ability to function. Uh, my brain is damaged. Uh, the short-term memory bridging is pretty much gone. So um, that makes all cognition really hard. I can understand the concept, but when I try to carry it from the understanding to the application, I, I look at simple forms and websites, and sometimes I just, uh, you know, I can't even understand what they're asking. Um, but that being said, we, we, we've been there to support each other through all of the, the things that we deal with. And you know, when this, is anyone else having skin rashes, weirdly? Uh, and, and it's been nice to have a community of, uh, of a few thousand, or I don't know, maybe more than that now, people who are experiencing uh, long-haul COVID. Um, yesterday, got a notice from one of our members, and not somebody I know personally, but somebody that I've chatted with that has encouraged me and that I've encouraged back. He put a bullet in his brain yesterday. And I, I thought Sorry, to myself, Benson. you know, I hope his soul finds peace because it was tired. And then I realized that I completely understood his choice and didn't find it to be a bad choice. So uh, <laughs> that on top of the third world or the first world problem of losing my phone yesterday and having it stolen and having to deal with the insanity of one of the major cell carriers and some craziness on their part where they may not want to cover it, even though it was insured. Um, I'm just not in a dandy spot. And yet, good things have happened simultaneously. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I have a new dog in my life unexpectedly, and she's amazing. I have clients just like, <clears throat> I don't mean to compare my clients to cockroaches, but much like cockroaches who have survived a nuclear war, they are coming back out of the woodwork with um, work for me. They are out there. They are living. <laughs> they're, they're out there. Like, you know, I, 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 um, 
I actually applied for EBT benefits, uh, food stamps, SNAP benefits, because um, I only have a limited income. My unemployment is still tied up and I, I'm working gigs when and where I can. Um, but I, I have a full cupboard for the first time since Christmas. I mean, I was able to go shopping today and had more than $15 to spend, which buys a lot of 50 cent uh, burritos and a lot of ramen noodles and plenty of peanut butter and crackers. So, you know, good things happening with the horrible things. And, and isn't that just life? It's all cycles within cycles. Um, and as much as I would like to go lay in my bed and just cry, and as much as I sometimes consider putting a bullet in my brain, the truth of the matter is I have three lovely dogs that depend on me. I've made a commitment to take care of them. And I have clients again. I mean, I have clients. I, I can't kill myself. I would, that would be bad business. Uh, it'd be like throwing the best piece of equipment in the whole studio out the window uh, just because it was a little sluggish or needed a little oil or some extra care. So uh, I know we're supposed to talk about fun, fashiony things today, but I think that I, I, you're going through some shit too. I know you are. And it's probably not something that you want to talk about either. But you're, you're, uh, one of your parents is in, in trauma and distress and in a hospital. And I know that that's got to be weighing on you at the same time that you're creating podcasts and websites and uh, you have your own clients, and... you know. So um, I, I guess instead of talking about weird men's clothes and alternative clothes, uh, and I think we were going to talk about investment shopping. I think today maybe we should talk about what it's like when life is full of trauma and challenges and pain and disappointment and fear and how do we keep creating. Yeah. I'm down for that. I am. Um... So how do you keep going? I mean, we, we sort of covered that a little bit in our designer on designer interview, but, uh, it's easy to talk about the pain of the past. How are you dealing with the pain of what's happening in your life right now, this minute, today? You know, we, we can see each other on video now because uh, we've, we've, we've had uh, uh, a milestone of upgrading and we now can do video recording and we're going to work on that for our YouTube yeah. channel. But Megan and I can finally see each other while we talk. And um, you, you mentioned earlier, I'm going to tell on you that you were going to uh, turn your camera off in case you started crying. And I said, I, I think it's okay if you cry. I think maybe we should cry in front of each other. Maybe that would be um, somewhat comforting. And yet I don't even want to look at you because I know I'll cry. <laughs> I love you. And I'm sorry you're hurting. I think, thank you. I think that the way that I'm getting through it now, just kind of moment by moment, day by day, is the realization that it took <clears throat> this fucking pandemic, pardon my French, sorry for the explicit episode. Oh, there, there, um, goes, there, there goes Apple. There goes Fuck. Apple. Um, Fuck Apple. <laughs> no, but, no, no, I don't mean the company. I mean the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those sour apples. <laughs> um, is coming to the realization after so many years of people saying oh well sewing's your hobby and 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 in a very placating way and having this pandemic 
and a person in my life, my best friend that I met during the pandemic. And we became friends just talking on the phone. We didn't really know each other. We had only been at a show once backstage and both of us were like, yeah, I need you in my life. She introduced me to um, houseplants and gardening stuff. And so the way that I've been really dealing with a lot of this is planting, um, redoing my whole backyard. We had a horrible deck that was falling apart and young children that liked to run up and down on it and it was not safe. So we ripped the whole deck out and underneath it was like a archeological treasure to building in the decadent nineties, which is when our house was built. And so there's, I'm finding random things that were just shoved under this deck when the house was built. And so part of it is just the curiosity of actually having a hobby that I can fall some of that stress back into. Um, but um, right now being in a waiting pattern to do some designing is actually, I think, beneficial for me. I don't know about you, but sometimes right before a big project, I like to have a lot of quiet brain space. And um, our um, Voices of Global Fashion and the Colors of Ukraine challenge that we're getting ready to do, I say probably occupy 70% of my brain space while I'm out in the garden. And so really that's how I'm dealing with this immense amount of sadness of my dad being in the hospital and not knowing really until recently what last wishes were and because that wasn't something that was talked about in my family openly. And so coming to terms with a lot of that really finite sadness um, and having the first of um, either my spouse or my, my own parents pass away is, is really kind of hard to face for sure. Sounds like infinite sadness to me. It's a sadness that will never go away. Uh, I, I have a hard time accessing my creative brain. And that's part of the COVID brain damage. Uh, creativity comes from the same areas of the brain where short-term memory um, exists and that is broken. So the work that I'm doing right now is all manufacturing work and advisory work and it's stuff that I've known forever. So I don't have to come up with nothing, anything new or remember anything new. And, and I know that when it comes to the Colors of Ukraine challenge, that you and I are going to produce garments for. I know that once I get fabric and just start playing with it, uh, I, I may do a drape gown because I, I I do them occasionally just so that the people who think that I don't know how to drape because I make patterns for everything can fuck themselves. Like, why would you <laughs> drape a gown that wasn't a drape gown that didn't need to be sewn on somebody? I don't, I don't. Uh, I may do something draped. I don't know. Um, but it, it, uh, I know that I will be able to live in those moments because I do have created, creative splashes. But if I don't put my hands to it immediately, I just forget. Like the idea is, huh? I, uh, what? Oh, look, uh, hand lotion. Um, <laughs> welcome to my, to my existence lately. Uh, it's really odd not to, not to have, uh, um, short-term memory working like if you pissed me off today I would not remember it in two hours but in six months when we were fine I would remember that you pissed me off when it hits the, the long-term memory and I'd be like you fucking bitch what the hell 
so it, it's because uh, this is happening. I'm, I'm, I'm having feels about things that happened six months ago that I could completely forgotten that now are entering into my conscious mind from my longer term memory where it's been stored and I'm accessing it. And it's kind of interesting to have emotions not attached to current things. Yeah. Not like grief, not like grief. I've been grieving a lot. I mean, um, last few days, I, I think every day for the last year, year and a half, I've been on the verge of tears because it's just, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I, I'm often frightened. Um, I don't see a path away from the situation that COVID and the collapse of the business um, created, even though a way is being made, obviously. I have money in the bank, bought groceries and have more grocery money. And um, but I don't really get to see that. I don't I don't I don't have the same problem solving approach that I've always had. I don't seem to have those tools right now. And that's exhausting and frustrating and like the last three days, I, I, I multiple times a day, I'm watching a, a program, I'm playing with my dogs, I'm talking on the phone, and I and I realized that I'm crying, and I had no idea uh, that I was crying or what I'm crying about, and I figure my body is, is regulating and, and using uh, what crying is for to get rid of emotional buildup and toxins uh, without my permission, because I'm being a stoic asshole. I'm an Aries, I'm from Detroit, I'm a man. Man's got to do what man's got to do. A lot of shame in being poor. A lot of shame in the financial challenge. Um, much like you have experienced, I've worked my ass off. And to have it all just crumble was, um, it was hard. Mm -hmm. And yet I don't want to say that because I, I don't whine. I want to be a whiner. So so I, well, I guess I my solution is is... I am reaching into the parts of myself that are longer term memory for for the inspiration to continue creating. Yeah. I know I know that I have faced challenges as daunting. I mean, come on, I died. I was in the hospital for years. Uh, that was actually much worse than this. I'm not going to die. I made the cut again this morning. I woke up and I took a breath and walked out. Is that a song? <laughs> yeah. And I walked outside and I said, hey, world, what's going on? Um, <laughs> this so, is really popular you know, on TikTok right now. <laughs> I, I, right? That's why, that's probably why it's in my head. What the uh, fuck? Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I, I know I'm going to be okay. I know I'm going to be okay. I just need to get the knowing and the feeling together on the same page. Um, and I know that I've always solved, I've always 100% of the time come through for myself. I don't know why I should expect that I won't this time. Um, and, 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 you know, here's the hard truth, Megan, and people and anyone listening who hasn't grabbed a Kleenex and tottered off to the bathroom yet. Um, we continue because there's no choice. There's no choice. It's I, I'm in too deep. My entire life, my savings, my energy, my my uh, um, my finances, my my opportunity finances are all sunk into this. There's there's no real changing direction. I mean, even if I wanted to just go to work at a at, at a Taco Bell. I have a house full of equipment and fabric and, 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 you know, half a million You're dollars. You're still a designer that happens I'm, to have a job. I'm, I, you know, it, 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 
I have had other jobs and other careers, and I think everyone should try to. And, and it's good to step away sometimes, but this is this is not going to leave me. Designing is is not just a job; it's it's very much a part of my DNA. So I I I think that I for me I continue because there really is no other choice. What else would I do? That's what I do. I pretty much came to the same conclusion um, when the pandemic happened because. I think I was talking to you at the time, like I just didn't know whether I just wanted to sell everything again <laughs> and give away fabric and just, I can't even look at it or whether I wanted to start viewing the resources that I do have as an asset and a legacy for my kids. And so I know a lot of like new programs that are trying to teach you self-discipline or dieting or like what is your why? And my why has always been, um, sorry, my phone's ringing, but I'm going to um, turn yeah, it off good. here. Um, somebody in California. Um, it's not our buddy, however. I would have totally okay. answered it and brought her in. Um, okay, good. Um, but I feel like, you know, the way that all of these changes have occurred um really made me look harder at um, coming back to design and creating that legacy for my kids. And again, reflective of what you're saying that I'm in too deep, you know, that so much has been devoted to the process that it would be like, okay, well now I'm going to take up snow skiing, you know, something completely random and that I would be terrible at for decades and then maybe not be able to do it because my knees suck. But like, you know, it, part you of like it to is be a stripper, Benson. You, you, you can't be a male exotic dancer now. But part of it is coming to that reckoning of being a talent, a true talent in your field. And on one side of the fence, totally accepting it. And on the other side of the fence going, I could never touch a sewing machine again and be okay and so like you know we vacillate wildly and I, if we had just built a gate to go back and forth i think it probably would have been either easier than asking our friends to hurl us over the fence you know right um because we do reach out to our friends like i'm thinking about giving up and they're like you're fucking crazy you know so i think this love affair with designing and creation is just as maddening for us as it is for other typical artist brains. And that those of us that recognize our talent are sometimes mad because we have it. We have somebody's ask us to do something and you know, we have that scrunched up face like, mm-hmm, we know we could do it, but we don't want to. Or another person like, oh, that's a God-given gift. And you're like, screw that. I've worked hard. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, it's an unusual place to be, especially when there hasn't been a lot of work for domestic designers. Um, aside to, to begin with. Mask like, and you know? and, and you and I busted our asses to create our own markets and to create our own buyers and um, to find a way to stabilize business and a way to actually thrive in it and make money. 
So, you know, I, I know that we both mentioned on the podcast before that we're a bit mystical, mystical, a little witchy poo here and there. Um, and I remember back to when I lived in New Orleans. And it was a well-known fact in New Orleans that if somebody moved to New Orleans, they would go through what we called the trials. Um, three things would happen if they were going to get to stay and thrive in New Orleans. The first was they would lose their identification. The second was that they would uh, be robbed from, and the third was that they would end up homeless. And if those three things did not happen, they washed out of the city pretty quickly. Wow. And I came to recognize that New Orleans wanted to strip all of the bullshit that people bring with them. It's a, it's a double Scorpio city, a city of transformation and water. So, uh, you know, it would just, it would strip, strip all of the, uh, all of the weight and all of the garbage and all of the trappings off of them before it could position them for a new thing. And, and I, I mean, when my phone went stolen yesterday, um, slipped out of my pocket an Uber and either the driver or uh, one of his customers snatched it, you know, good phone, Galaxy S21 Ultra 5G with, I don't know, all this, all this, I could store the Pentagon's information on it. I bought the big storage. Um, it occurred to me, like, like this feels like being in New Orleans where the city is working to strip everything from me before it can transform me and, and uh, place me into a happy life in New Orleans. And I, and I have to wonder if maybe that's not what some of this is, is about. Um, well, and I definitely felt that moving here to Denver. I don't know if you felt that moving to Detroit of like, it got bad before things started feeling like, oh, okay, this is my spot. You know? I mean, Detroit's home. Excuse me, guys. I'm, I'm nibbling on real life water. happens. You're having breakfast. Brookie. Detroit is Detroit is home. So, um, and I came in and, definitely had some challenges and ended up in the hospital four times over four months with a stupid infection. Um, and then things got great. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I think I went through that, that process, but then things got great. And then COVID. Yeah. And, you know, this is a once, once in a hundred year thing. Um, we haven't seen this kind of pandemic since a hundred years ago. Yeah. And um, God, it's, shocking to me that we haven't done any better with all of our medicine and all of our modern marvels and vaccines we still haven't done any better we've lost more people than they did and um, and nobody seems to you know other than the circle of friends that we speak to on a regular basis it feels a lot of times like nobody wants to do better or that they're so fatigued that they just emotionally can't any longer you know it's just it's been really hard to watch <clears throat> And, and trying to answer those hard questions to my kids of like decision fatigue. Why do decision I have to wear fatigue mask? is real. Uh -huh. you know, they're not. So-and-so is not wearing a mask mm -hmm. because so-and-so's parents are morons. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the decision fatigue is a real thing. Yeah. And I think all of us have had to make so many unusual and unexpected choices and I know that your brain works the same way that mine does. That's why we're so good at what we do. We are always looking for the fix, always. Like sharks, da-da-da-da-da-da. We're going to find the fix. And my mind has been trying to find the fix for two and a half years, but God damn it, it's not over. It's not over. How do you find a fix to something that's ongoing? Right. I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to be talking to a therapist, and um, he tried to get me to isolate 
my goals. And I'm like, I, dude, I want my brain to work. I want to stop being frustrated. But like, I, I, I'm not in distress over like psychological normal things. Everything that I'm distressed over is real and happening. Mm-hmm. Currently. You know, today when I currently it's happening right this minute. You know, on 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 May thirty first, I could become homeless. I have I have twelve days to work on that, and hopefully, we'll find a solution. And I'm working on it in multiple directions, because my life as a designer has taught me how to do that. Yeah. The real time application skills that don't just involve pretty dresses and nice sequins and baubles and beads. I know how to project manage my life. It's challenging, but thankfully, I have found Megan when I get pissed off enough. My brain works <laughs> because adrenaline is speed and it makes my brain work. So if I could just stay pissed off for a few weeks, I'd be good. You sound like me. But I, I think that I think that we've just we've we've had ourselves scaled clean. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also rec- it's good to recognize when you're at this raw moment of like, OK, this is that moment and it's OK to be in that moment. But it's also figuring out the coping mechanisms to bring yourself out of it and start that creating process again with a loving and open heart, as opposed to like, I got to do this. Right. Right. I I have to, I have to find normalcy in my own existence. Um, And and maybe my creative energy is actually going into trying to find a, a way to create a stable life again. That may be the actual drain on my resources. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're going to do it. And it's okay to or be in it. Try- and it's okay to be like, I know that I have inspiration coming. Like I have a client um, that I'm waiting for fabric that I ordered um, from you. And it just takes time to get through our crazy mail system. And like, I feel like I'm going to have that spark as soon as I touch the textile. Like, that's where my joy really is. And then as soon as we get okay. our textiles so maybe, for other stuff, it's I think it's going to be that precipitous. Megan, you have to remind me. I don't know that I sent him your address. Or <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> like, I literally, no. I literally may have forgotten to do that part. I'm going I'm, to, as soon as we get off, send me a text message. Yeah. To this temporary phone and i will i will i will contact them and let them know <laughs> uh, i i may have but i don't actually have a memory of i remember asking you for your address i'm not sure what i did with it after that and your address was texted to my old phone so i'll need it again that's not a problem that's not a problem i'm still working through my pink washes because the fabric that you actually ordered me is like a, a natural white and black stripe and the client wants it to be like a blush pink and black stripe, which is absolutely difficult to find. And it has to match a tartan that's also in silk. So I was just going to put them both through a pink wash, a really, really soft nice. pink wash to get what she wants. And I'm still trying to get that right pink. So like, I'm, you know, every every couple, um, like two samples every day I mean, until just, I get it. <laughs> just, just wash it wash it with a red t-shirt. You'll have I it. know. Like, and my kids have so many t-shirts right now. So many red t-shirts, Eight right? blankets with all of that uh, overdye in it. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm going to... Oh, oh, the battles with laundry. Oh. Like young people, I don't think that they even know what a laundry instruction is. 
Oh my God. I used to tell, I used to tell Mr. Man, like, don't touch, well, it's all black. I, I like, I, but you wash the black with the whites and the rags and you want, no, mm -hmm. I appreciate you wanting to do my laundry. Don't ever touch it again. <laughs> I don't want everything he's in, green. He's in, he's, <laughs> no, I don't want everything gray or, or, you know, when you wash the white towels with my black jeans, <laughs> I, I'm going to take three hours to get all the white fuzz off of them. <clears throat> oh, Bless your heart. And kids with Kleenex and crayons, I'm just going to put that out there as birth control. <clears throat> the number of right? Kleenexes and crayons I have found. The shredded, right, right, Jesus. <laughs> and, and, and that shouldn't have to go on a label. Don't put Kleenex in your pockets and wash your jeans. And please don't put crayons in the dryer. Mm. Lord heaven. Um, so, you know, from the ridiculous to the sublime and from the sublime back to the ridiculous, mm. the one thing that I want to mention is that no one's bombing my building today. It's true. There's no one in the street that wants to shoot me. Um, thanks to, to me swallowing my pride and applying for, for food benefits, I have less choices that I have to make. I bought all the soups. <laughs> I don't have to go in and look at the three cans I have left and decide when to have them. And, you know, I'll save that one for, you know, what I, uh, I, I restored choices to myself and having the clients come back will restore more choices. And I, I know that I'm not sure how, but I know that I'm going to be okay. I know I am. And that, that part of the process is I can't wait till I feel inspired again. Well, and I, I tell students that all the time, like an inspiration. Hey, lady, <laughs> really, don't kill the dog. Like, woman, I hey, Mia, <laughs> what are you going through? He's just walking by the door, old grumpy woman. Oh, she heard her. It's damp and um, cold in Detroit today. And I see her, she's actually uh, sort of, uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it when you walk funny? What is that name? Um, limping. She's limping. Oh. So maybe maybe her legs hurt and she's just being grumpy because of that. I'll, I'll go give her some Reiki massage in a bit. But, you know, um, I, 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 I tell students all the time, you can't wait. You know, waiting for inspiration is a luxury. And it's a luxury of the rich. You don't always have a time to have the muse come and give you a hand job. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to shoot your load by yourself. And I'm reminding myself of that. I can't just sit around waiting for inspiration to come. I, I can work toward being inspired. Well, and that kind of is reflective to what we were going to talk about today, which was um, a different designer's catwalk. And, okay, so... We can say that whatever our opinion is about that particular look, but the fact is they're out there and they're doing it. Should they have shown those things? Well, like, I'm, I guess I'm more speaking about the show that is on our blog post that I went to this past weekend, but like, should they have shown those things? Probably not, but at least they're doing work, even though it's bad, at least they're doing work. Right. And so just by doing bad work, you are doing the process to be able to get to the good bits. And so I think it's good to be reminded and kind of humbled at the same time by um, our own very fortunate circumstances. Um, Sometimes you've got to have uh, some diarrhea to get the shit out so that you can get to the good stuff. That's just true. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to get the shit out, uh, you know, yeah. right, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at this, uh, this post you sent me today of these, these experimental clothes. 
and, and most people are going to laugh at this. I'm seeing that this guy is posted and everyone so far is laughing. Um, and, and yet this stuff is inspired. It's odd. It's weird. It's avant-garde. It's kind of sexy. Um, maybe not their, their best body of work ever. I don't know who this is. I, hopefully they, they, they grow. But I'm interested. I definitely want to see more of the models. Right. Like if clothes. that's just a, a picture of three from a collection, then it's not really <clears throat> indicative of what is shown in its entirety. But I think that what struck me is the number of people commenting on it and having an visceral, an visceral reaction and just chalking it up to... Um, yeah, you know, whatever ha their lived experience happens to be, as opposed to like, huh, I wonder why they did that. Or I wonder, you know, what the deeper meaning is behind this, as opposed to, um, you know. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think, I don't, there's, a, there's actually a lot of work in this. Mm -hmm. um, that corset is like, it's oh, this is, really this kind is of. Joe Pearson. Shout out to Joe Pearson. Joe Pearson. Joe Pearson Ball Collection. Uh, perhaps he was a student at uh, Central St. Martin's. So this could be no, no. This is this is this is an established designer, Joe Pearson. I am looking at their Pinterest, and I'm blown away. Yeah, this is just some of his experimental work, and and I don't know why anyone would want to uh, malign it or make fun of it if it's not for you, and you can't stretch your mind around it. Um, perhaps. You should just fuck off and say nothing. And when I sent it to you this morning, I sent, like, we need to talk about this. And you're like, really? <clears throat> and so I sent it to you from an well, analyst. What I said is, do we, do though? We. Um, do we, though? Do we, though? And what I sent back, what I had originally intended with my uh, message to you was like, I, you know, I find this um, interesting, but my analytical part of my brain is reading that this is a swimsuit collection and my mm -hmm. designer brain is going, how is that not going to, you know, just weigh down and, you know, keep that person there. And so like having an open discussion about like, so this is experimental, this isn't typical of their work or, you know, portions of it are and, and having an open discussion as opposed to like, that's weird. <laughs> bark was perfect right 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 <laughs> and, and i don't think that that was supposed to be swimmer right. um and that's why i'm like you know do we do we are, are, are you we wanting to talk about it in the way that these idiots who posted it with laughter are talking about it or do we actually want to talk about the creativity i'm looking at line sheets um for his final lineup this uh, he's got some amazing work it's all very experimental um but all of it's amazing. The the men's brief cut with the with the genital pouch. It looks like it has seven or eight different pieces in it to sculpt it. Really interesting stuff. Um, so thank you for turning me on to Joe Pearson. I was I was not unaware of him as a designer, but I like it. Yeah, and um, and I I find that it's interesting that some more of this experimental fashion is just popping up randomly. And truly, this was a random thing that popped up in my facebook feed and i don't know whether it's i'm starting to talk more about like hi my name is megan and i do a podcast for advanced fashion you know like and my phone is hearing this thing and i'm now being you know right. curated content based off of the conversations that we're having but i'm finding a lot more designers <clears throat> innately in um, my daily online socializing <laughs>
Right, right, right. Well, you know, because uh, the phone is listening. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Zuckerberg uh, effect is real. The phone is hearing us talk about fashion, 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 fashion. Uh, it knows I'm a shoe whore because it's sending me all the shoes in the world, which thrills me. <laughs> thrills me. Do you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm eating a cookie again, and I'm checking out Joe Pearson's collection. I mean, it's it's really it's phenomenally accurate in its construction. I'm just like, and that's for me as a technical, what I would consider myself as a technical designer or a technical eye designer that um, I, I find that part pleasing. And so um, being socially ill adept, I try to rationalize, okay, I'm reading these comments about this, but I'm having a educational visceral reaction to it, and they're having just an visceral reaction to it. And so, you know, I think it's important to to bring up those type of things too, because you know, being really uninspired for the past couple of days, and you know, really looking in inward and. Really, it was only my dad's neurologist that um, was the most well-dressed person that I saw at the hospital. <laughs> that you know, these moments of inspiration, you've you've got to take them and you've got to share them um, to be able to um, further those those points in your own life. And so that's why I sent it to you. And I'm glad to know that you were looking at it constructionally and literally. Like, if these are bathing suits, these men are going to die. Yeah. Because I would my my Dewey though wasn't about the clothes it was like i i don't want to talk bad about this i i yes it's completely impractical and odd but it's experimental and i fucking love experimental mm -hmm. because most people that post this kind of shit are going to deride it they're going to say derisive things about it and horrible things and i think that, that is as a designer i actually love it when i shock the shit out of people and they hate everything about it on one level that pleases me at the same time um I do know how to make stuff that's accessible. And at a fashion show, this is the very place to, to, to fuck with people's heads. Mm. I sent you the final lineup of this collection to Facebook Messenger. Oh, I'll pop it open. So we didn't do our normal Tuesday because we had real life stuff happening. Um, and we didn't really. I lost my phone. You lost your phone. Um, or it got taken. Any number of yucky things, but it's not with you. But before you did that, I had sent you an image um, of our card for the week, and it was fill your cup with sacred giggles. And I know that it's been a hard week, but I feel like that we've been able to stop and, and have those lighter moments with each other, too. We have, and I, I appreciate that. And uh, hopefully today's episode's not a downer for anyone. Uh, but I think it's, I, I think that it was, I think that, I think that Miss Susan O'Neill is right. Sometimes uh, what we do actually does need her life because it is life. Mm -hmm. And we are real humans uh, doing these real things. And there are reasons that we have formed the opinions that we've formed and have the knowledge base that we have. And uh, being challenged and, and sometimes being in pain while we still have to be designers is part of the gig, kids. Mm -hmm. Not every day is going to be filled with... Uh, um, Tom Ford, uh, uh, sexy videos, and and uh, Carl Lagerfeld sense. Some days are going to be filled with shit and tears and blood. Yeah, and there's some days that like literally every single fabric that you touch 
you snag, you break your needle, and it's just time mm -hmm. to give that a rest. And and people need to know that like powering through it or you know um, fake it till you make it is is toxic. And you have to. You know, I'm doing that that dress for Rachel, um, Al, Al Smith Rose, mm -hmm. and it's on, on the table. And I started to make her twelve, and I'm going to send her a twelve because she's in Florida, and I I want I want the when it's done, when I beat the shit out of it, I want it to be perfect. I don't want to have to deal with alterations. Mm -hmm. um, and yet I'm, I'm, I'm staring at the pattern some more because I, I was forcing myself. And I'm like, I may want to do more to that. So I'm holding off because I was able to do the mechanical part. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to stare at it. And, and, and this is process. This is not an unusual thing. This is not the brain injury. I often stare at things for days. Oh, no. Days. When I had my factories... I would often tell my clients that, you know, I have to sleep on that. And I think we actually discussed that before is that your analytical portion of your brain can find different solution pathways when presented with a design problem when you're not in front of it. And right. so having right. that spark and keeping a notebook with you is the other thing that I have had to do recently because of my memory And, and at the same at the same time, sometimes you literally want it in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you want to stare at it. And I, and I do. I stare at things from different angles. I look at them. And and I, I things suggest themselves to me. But when the inspiration strikes, I'll know. Right. I'll know. Right. So right now, I'm I'm basically, um, I'm licking the tip <laughs> of inspiration. <laughs> I'm licking all around the tip of inspiration, waiting for it to grow. <laughs> So it can burst forth. Now we are definitely not going to be on Apple. We'll never be on radio Apple that way. This week. But it is. It's it's kind of like a blowjob. Sometimes you got a plastic cock and you you got to work it a little bit to get it to come. Well, the best on that note, best lesson I ever had with that was uh, like a group of ladies and a gay guy, and it was awesome. <laughs> I, I I gave a group of ladies. I, uh, I, a lesson on deep throating in San Francisco in 1998 and ended up sleeping with one of them's husband because he saw me do it. <laughs> yeah. Story for another life. All right, yep, darling. Apple. See, we're, we're ending on a giggle because <laughs> laughter and tears are real close neighbors. And I'd much rather have I this love you, Megan. cup filled with giggles with you, Benson, than tears. Yes. And tears. Although the tears are not bitter tears. I mean, tears... You know, dudes look hot in tears. Let's just face it. Yeah. Lick them off. <laughs> yeah, I want to lick them off. It's true. No, I, 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 I tears are, tears are good things. They're, uh, but it, it, in the end, you know, uh, I've always had this idea that when we die, our, our bodies return to the earth, but our, our water returns to the ocean mm -hmm. and we're mostly water. Yep. So when we, when we cry, we're crying the ocean out to ourselves. We're crying the, the liquid of, of uh, life and, and do you know why I, I think water is the source of life why because you can't make coffee without <laughs> dang it you sent that to me i should have had that answer oh. okay like, <laughs> like your short-term memory may be as fucked as mine maybe <laughs> yeah i said that to you before it's my new thing water is the source of life because without it you cannot make coffee and without coffee there's no fashion for me yeah I um all right. I, I think I think I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Are you feeling better? I'm feeling better too. Like today was therapy day, but that's okay. Yep. Fashion is therapy. Yep. 
and therapy is sometimes passion. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to you on Friday. Okay, and before we go, we're going to mention uh, Angel for Fashion again. Megan, um, I'm going to ask you this time to give out the website because I don't know that my mind will make those words appear. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And when you do go online looking for angelforfashion.com, you can click on uh, the navigation tab and check out a lot of different um, designers from the Ukraine. They have statement pieces um, for your wardrobe. And um, eventually we'll get to the topic that we were going to cover today, which is um, integrating investment pieces, <laughs> integrating investment pieces into your wardrobe. And so um, we really encourage you to go help support those designers as they're rebuilding their fashion houses. Yeah, and and you said hit the tab. Megan's saying that if you go to our website, advancedfashiondisruption.com, we now have an official tag that will take you to Angel for Fashion. Yeah. Jen Sidery's uh, passion and labor of love to help the Ukrainian fashion industry and Ukrainian designers. I actually have a conversation with one of them coming up this afternoon. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. One of those designers. Yeah, we'll talk all about that. Um, okay, let me get off Let me get off the, the phone um, and, and take care of some business. I've got people wanting to know if I'm going to the opera tonight. I forgot all about it, but it sounds lovely. <laughs> well, I hope you have a really good day and that you um, can carry a smile through the rest of today. You too. I love you, B. And, you know, I'm here if you need me. Right. Just reach out. Take care. I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking about your dad. All right. Bye-bye.